Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. All right, it is the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 bet and get $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. Welcome to episode four of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. I'm Leah Merrill, back again with just Craig Morgan today. PD is still MIA. Craig, you are muted. <laughs> still, still worried about Petey here. I'm, I'm getting a little worried about Petey. We don't know where he is. He's, he's, uh, no, we, we actually do know where he is. So I don't want to raise anyone's <laughs> concerns here. We know where Petey is. He'll be back to the show, I believe, on Wednesday. So, yes, it will be good. The family will be back together. Yes, exactly. In the meantime, you'll just have to put up with me and Craig. But we have plenty to talk about today. Um, you know, I think a lot has happened in this Coyotes offseason, and one of those things is that the roster really looks nothing like it did last season, <laughs> and a big reason for that is because of departures, um, and that's not just all the crazy trades that happened this summer, but um, UFA departures, retirements, so we're going to dive into all of that today because there is a lot of it. So yeah, I, I, uh, I think PD brought this up, um, but I verified this and, and not, not that it needed verification because the, the amount of turnover has been insane, but the Coyotes will have more new players than any team in the NHL expect, except the expansion Seattle Kraken and Seattle had exactly zero players last season. So there you go. It's, this is what a genuine rebuild looks like. We we've talked about the need for this for so long. The Coyotes have had, Multiple incarnations of the rebuild, but they always seem to uh, change course midstream, not stick with it long enough to make sure that they've drafted the right players, gotten the depth and gotten those uh, difference makers as well. Well, this is step one for uh, GM Bill Armstrong. He did tear it down. I mean, it, it is insane how many people are at the, out the door at this point. And I don't know where you're starting, but I'll, I'll hand it over to you because I'm guessing we're going to break this up into different segments because there yes, have been we are departure. We are. Would you here? I'll leave it up to you. Would you like to start with the players traded away or the players who left as free agents? Let's go with free agents. Free agents. Be, yeah. All right. So we're going to run through the list. This is in no particular order, but just keep in mind the list we're running through. All of these people were on the Coyotes in 2020, 2021, and now they are no longer on the roster. Um, and there will be a whole other episode where we dive into all the new players because I think that is very needed because I don't even recognize the team right now. So let's start with the um, departing players as free agents. So first on the list, I have Jordan Osterley. Um, he left for a two-year, $2.7 million contract with the Detroit Red Wings. Going back home, which is a familiar thread. Uh, this is a, a recurring thread, actually, with some of their free agents. 
Yeah. And, you know, if we want to roll right along, I mean, Alex Goligoski, one year, $5 million contract with the Minnesota Wild. There's another um, player making a hometown return. Good, good uh, Minnesota kid uh, plays in the beauty league every summer. He, uh, yeah, he, he's beloved back there. That's, that's a really good deal for Alex on a one-year deal. I think that surprised some people that he was able to cash in the way he did. So good for him going back to Minnesota. It's, it's kind of a neat way to, uh, I don't know if he's going to close out his career. He still has some game left. We'll see if he ends up in Min- Minnesota beyond, uh, you know, this year. But the funny thing about Alex is he told me he never wanted to play for the wild before he actually didn't like the team. No way. <laughs> really funny until like the last couple seasons when he started thinking about it and really this off season he started thinking about how cool it would be to go back home that's when he kind of fell in love with it but his his point was they were always a competitor and and especially here you know they kind of hated the wild when he was on the coyotes because they had some they had some bitter matchups so it took him a while to get over that and warm up to the idea of going home again but i I think he's really going to enjoy it that's funny do you think that bill Guerin being gm had anything to do with it as well yes i'm sure it did yeah all right. And speaking of um, making a homecoming, Michael Bunting, two-year, $1.9 million with Toronto. That's a 950000 AAV. Yeah, Michael said that he actually got at least one offer for a little bit more money, but the idea of going back home was intriguing to him as well. And when you look at you know, Toronto's list of players, he, he, he's going to at least have an opportunity to play in their top six, and that means playing with a lot of skills. So he may, might be able to really take a quantum leap forward here. Um, you know, I, I thought for a while that the Coyotes were really going to, they were going to bring him back. And and I, I, I think Michael wanted a little bit more money than the Coyotes were willing to offer, but I, I we'll see what sort of opportunity he gets there. I think he might've had more playing time opportunity here, but again, he gets to play with a lot of skill in Toronto. So he may be able to put up some points and really forward his career. Yeah, the one that um, intrigued me about that is that he was in Tucson for a while, was only with the Coyotes for a little, so to be making that huge leap from not only the market of the Coyotes, but the Roadrunners, all the way to a market like Toronto. I'll be curious to see how he performs. Um, All right, next up we have Auntie Ranta, two years, $4 million with Carolina. Yeah, I... Listen, I haven't met a nicer guy in the NHL, um, but look, everyone knows Antti Ranta simply couldn't stay healthy for his entire Coyotes tenure. Um, He he was supposed to be the number one when they made that draft day trade for him in Chicago, um, and he just never could grab the bull by the horns. He just couldn't stay healthy long enough. You kind of hope that he can figure it out in Carolina. Uh, um, He's not going to be in the starters role there. Maybe he can stay healthy in and prolong his career because when the guy's in net, when he's actually in net on the ice, he is an elite goaltender. It's just that he hasn't been able to do it. I don't know if it's his body, what's going on there, but yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad. Cause I, I think everybody expected a lot more, including auntie when he came to Arizona so many years ago. Fair enough. Um, next up we have Derek Broussard one year, $850,000 with the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. He's a guy that I, it feels like he's just, trying to hang on here now. He hasn't had, uh, for, for a couple of seasons, he just hasn't had a, a, a very good career. He hasn't been a productive player and his play has slipped quite a bit. Um, I was I was curious to see what was going to happen with him in the offseason. Um, I had spoken with his agent, uh, Pat Brisson, earlier, and he told me that there were some offers out there. But, you know, when you when you have the, the sort of 
lack of productivity that Derek has had for a couple seasons now, you're you're basically looking at a a, a bargain deal wherever you go at that that point. Uh, he was a high draft pick at one point, but he's really struggled in the last few seasons. All right. Next up, we have Dryden Hunt, two-year, one point five two five million with the New York Rangers. That's a. It was this one was a very interesting number, seven hundred and sixty-two thousand five hundred AAV. It was not very clean cut. <laughs> now, slightly above the the league minimum, but good for Dryden to get a chance here with the Rangers. Uh, you know, there there were elements of his game that Rick Tockett, the former Coyotes coach, really liked. He's a physical player. He'll go to the hard areas. He gave him a little bit of offense, so he showed some things. Maybe enough to you know get an NHL opportunity in a in a depth role. All right. We have John Hayden one year, $750,000 with Buffalo. Yeah. Sign him for the league minimum. Just again, another guy who's prolonging his career. That's a tough situation in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. They're going to be competing with the Coyotes all season for the top spot in the draft. Um, so it, it's another tough situation for John to step into. And he's, he's a guy that's been in and out of the lineup. They, pretty much has been pigeonholed, you know, as a guy who will bring a, a physical element. Uh, he wasn't that when he came up with Chicago necessarily uh, a long time ago out of Yale, but that, that seems to be where his career has gone. Great kid though. Unbelievable family. I got to know them a little bit during last season. So really wish John a lot of luck. He is, he's a fantastic human being. All right. And then we have Jason Demers, who is still unsigned as of the day we are recording this. Yeah. Just spoke to him for my last story, the neutral zone. And it's, it's been tough on JD. He felt like he got a little bit of a raw deal last year with the Coyotes. Felt like they had made their mind up in camp about him and, you know, just sort of pushed him down the lineup to give other guys a look. And he admitted too that he didn't he didn't perform when he was in there. Uh, there were, you know, there were there were a variety of issues. I remember the coaching staff talking about the 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 stick infractions. He kept taking a lot of penalties with his stick, which meant you're not moving your feet, you're getting caught out of position, but J.D. still thinks he has a lot of game left. Um, he wants to keep playing in the NHL, so we'll see where that goes. I'll be obviously keeping tabs on that. Hopefully he gets a, you know, a deal here soon so we can just ease the tension a little bit because it's got to be a really tough situation, especially for veterans, right? They, with how young the league's gone and how, the, how COVID has impacted the economics of the league, it's a tough situation to be a plus 32 veteran in the NHL. For sure, and you know we're only just a couple weeks out from training camp is – do you see him securing a deal or is he someone who can maybe um, be on a PTO with a team? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he'll settle for at this point. He just said he just wants to play. And if he doesn't have a deal by camp, maybe he'll go on a PTO. Maybe he'll wait a little ways in. You know, teams can have injuries or they can have some players who don't perform like they thought they would right out of the gate. And maybe he'll have an opportunity then. We'll see how it plays out. And we haven't gotten to everyone because we're going to get to the retirements as well was there anybody from the free agent list that we are missing because that was a huge list I'm trying to remember now like yeah <laughs> crazy I, I think we hit on them all but maybe not on them all too was there is there anybody on the list and I think you mentioned Michael Bunting a little bit for this was there anyone on that list that you saw staying on the Coyotes or were surprised to see leave Michael Bunting was probably the biggest surprise. Uh, look, when it, when it got to free agency, though, I, I, I wondered a little bit about it because there were some people that felt that they should have signed him earlier to, to make sure that that didn't happen because I do think that there was some desire to bring him back. So I guess I would say that's the biggest surprise. I also thought for a little time last season with how he was playing down the stretch that they might try and bring Alex Goligoski back. Um, he was pretty effective playing alongside Jacob Chikrin, who was clearly the guy around which – they're building this team right now. 
Chikrin loved him. He was his mentor. I, I thought they might give him that sort of security blanket, but $5 million a year, that's, that's, a, that's a big number, and I don't think the Coyotes were going to go anywhere near that for Alex Goligoski. Yeah, I was um, not surprised because he's a, obviously a very skilled player, but just at his age that that was such a big contract for him. Were you surprised at all? Yeah, I was. I didn't think it would get that high, but like I said, good for him. Look, if, if you can find a taker for that, that's great. And he played really good hockey down the stretch. He really yeah. was effective for them. Not only, you know, playing alongside Chikrin, but he, he was producing a lot of points. He was he was fun to watch down the stretch. Very true. And another, I mean, important defenseman to the Coyotes who is departing, but for a different reason, is uh, Nicholas Yalmerson, who announced his retirement this summer. Yeah, that one stung me on a different level because as most people know by now I grew up in Chicago oh, we don't have the cowbell <laughs> Here, have the we need to, although I don't think I'd read the ring the cowbell for Nick that's that's reserved Fair for enough. Fair enough. Um, but Nick was kind of one of those unsung heroes uh, on those Blackhawks teams that won three cups just to you know he was I, Jason Demers ironically told me he had sneaky skill more skill than people realized and he would show it off in practices or in those three-on-three drills that he'd do. He said he'd always go between someone's legs with the puck, but he was asked to fill an entirely different role for Chicago and then for the Coyotes uh, as a defensive shutdown, a shutdown defenseman, a guy who would block shots clearly through his body in front of anything coming his way, but also a guy who, who played so well positionally that he really did become an effective shutdown defenseman. If you look at the analytics of it, just like a generational talent in that uh, facet of the game. So, Good for him for remaking his game. He was he was a pleasure to watch. He was the consummate professional, always trained hard, just came to work every day with the business attitude. I remember multiple times asking him if I could talk to him for a more of a lifestyle or a story away from the game. And he'd just look at me and smile and shake his head and say, just hockey. That's how he was. He was all business. Even when he retired, when I broke the story of his retirement, I knew Nick wasn't going to talk about it because he just didn't want to talk about himself. He didn't want to uh, draw attention to any of that. He just wanted to fade off quietly. Huh. Were you uh, were you surprised at all by that announcement, or is that something you saw coming? I I, I didn't know where his head was. He, you know, he, his family is really important to him. He's got two little kid, two little boys, and I know he wanted to spend more time with them. I I don't think he wanted to just keep uprooting them to move. You know, when when you get to that age, you're playing on one year deal. So move the family, move the family again the following year. There was some wondering if he would go back to Sweden and play there for his hometown team. But to me, I mean, Nick, aside from the commitment to his family, which you have to admire, um, he's a guy who didn't have to prove anything else. He accomplished just about everything you can accomplish. He was a fantastic player, as I said, excelled in an area of the game that is underappreciated but so necessary on successful teams. He can walk away satisfied that he did everything that he needed to do with his pro career. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, all of those free agents walking away, going into free agency, were gambling on their futures. And we can gamble here in Arizona, too, on sports as of last week. And DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and it's live in Arizona with mobile sports betting just in time for football. I definitely placed some bets this past weekend, plan to play some more this upcoming weekend. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly. There's also an exclusive offer 
um, that DraftKings is giving to new customers this weekend. You don't want to miss. Um, anyone who signs up now has a shot to double their money if Arizona or Minnesota scores just one point during this Sunday's football game. I mean, someone has to score a point, so it's an easy win. Um, DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the co promo code PHNX to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football team. That's promo code PHNX to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only for free bet promotion, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Maximum $50 wager for the no-brainer offer. One per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I mentioned how happy I am that you do the reads. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love, I love reading, so it's easy for me. Um, and, you know, speaking of reading... You have all sorts of content up on gophnx.com that people can access if they become members at gophnx.com. So a membership not only gets you access to content behind the paywall, year-long membership gets you a shirt, access to our members-only Discord, which, just a plug, our Discord has been the most happening of all the Discords for all the sports, don't when you say, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. It's been I, I, I try to get on there as much as possible with all the, everything else that I have to do. But I apologize if I'm not getting back to you quickly enough. It is it is just crazy to see yeah. how much interaction is going on. But that's great. Uh, people can engage with each other as well. They probably don't need me all the time. to. to <laughs> and, it's, and it's a place, you know, other than Twitter to talk hockey, which I know everyone could use a break from Twitter once in a while. Huh. Um, and if you want to check out our merchandise as well, you can head over to phnxlocker.com. And if you want to support us and are unsure about signing up for a full year, you can get your first month free for just 50 cents. So definitely give it a try. Um, there's a lot of great content on the site, not just from Coyotes, but from all the beats as well. All right, Craig, what do you say we dive into the players who departed by trade? Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, the, a lot of the free agent departures were expected, but these trades, wow, there were some, I mean, you make one of these trades in an offseason, it, it, it it's a wild offseason, but the Honestly. made several of them. Um, like, I've never seen anything like this in my time as a Coyotes fan or just a hockey fan in general. I mean, like you said, this this is what a rebuild looks like, but you don't really believe it till you see it. And wow. Um, all right, well, let's dive right in. And I kind of listed this backwards in order of what most recently happened, just because I don't okay. think we've even addressed some of this. Um, Let's start with Christian Dvorak, traded to Montreal for a conditional 2022 first-round pick and a 2024 second-round pick. This happened just a week or two ago. Yeah, one or two. This this is one of two departing players that I think really stung Coyotes fans. We'll get to the other one in a minute. But Christian Dvorak at age 25, you know, you can look at his age and say, hey, he, he could still be an effective player when this team hopefully turns the corner with with all that they're trying to do. He was right on that cusp, I would say, in terms of age. Um, you know, if, if the Coyotes are going to be in stink mode for a couple seasons here and then maybe year three is starting to turn a quarter, you're, you're probably looking at a 29-year-old center by the time they, they might be ready to contend for a playoff spot. And as crazy as it sounds in the NHL, that's, that's at the tail end of where 
players are at their most productive if you if you look at the numbers, if you dive into them. Now, he plays the kind of two-way game where he might be able to play it longer than most. He's an effective two-way man. But, again, it comes back to what they were able to get for him. They got a first-round pick from Montreal. Uh, I, I know a lot of Canadians fans won't like me saying this, and Montreal just went to the Stanley Cup final, but I'm not sure that's a playoff team this year. And if they're not, the Coyotes could get a very high first-round pick from the Canadians in exchange for Christian Dvorak. And, and in addition to that, another draft pick. So that was really what swung Bill Armstrong in that direction. He got a first-round pick. And this was always his ask, by the way. He was always going to insist on a first-round pick or he was going to ask for you know, a couple of good prospects. He knew he had a high ask if he didn't get it, especially with Christian Dvorak. He was content to hang on to the player because he thought he could be effective with them for a long time. But he got his ask. So Christian Dvorak is now with the Canadiens helping that center depth, which needed some help because they lost Jesperi Kokaniemi to Carolina, and they also lost um, Philip Deneau to the LA Kings. Yeah, and do you think that a deal with Christian Dvorak, and especially this one with the Canadians, would have happened if it weren't for the Canadians being rewarded that first-round pick as part of the offer sheet? No, and that's a, another important narrative. I'm glad you brought it up. Of This offseason, the Kaitas have had some good luck with their trades. Mm-hmm. Um, when when that happened with Montreal, nobody saw the offer sheet coming. But once it did and they you looked at the number and knew Montreal couldn't possibly match that because it would throw their entire entire salary structure out of whack. Well, suddenly they were down two centers. And, you know, how are you selling to the fan base the idea that you could get back to the cup final or even the playoffs when you've just lost two players at one of the two most important positions, in my opinion, on the ice? So they, they had to make this deal. Again, Bill Armstrong had somebody over a barrel, just as he did in another trade we'll talk about soon. Yeah, well, I mean, that transitions perfectly into the Darcy Kemper trade. Um, Darcy Kemper was traded to Colorado for a 2022 first-round pick, a 2024 conditional third-round pick, and Connor Timmins. Yeah, um, again, I go back to the, the idea of getting a first-round pick. Bill set the price very early in the process. And he wasn't budging off of it. I've said this a number of times, but it bears reiterating. I had multiple writers telling me there's no way the Coyotes were getting a first round pick for a goalie. It just doesn't happen very often. I had multiple executives telling me there's no way the Coyotes are getting a first round pick for a goalie. They got a first round pick and they got a prospect, a defensive prospect that Colorado was really high on in Connor Timmins. That one stung the abs. They didn't want to give up Connor Timmins, but they did. That was the price they had to pay because again, the Coyotes were in a good situation. Um, Philip Grubar had just abandoned ship and gone to Seattle. So Colorado, which is in its cup window right now, arguably a couple of years into its cup window, and those don't last very long, Colorado was without a goalie that was anywhere near capable of carrying them to a cup. So they had to get out, go out and not just get a goaltender. They had to go out and get an elite goaltender. The only other potential option out there was maybe Marc-Andre Fleury if he wasn't going to you know, if, if he wasn't going to play in Chicago and they wanted to trade him again. But that was all, you know, very muddy at the time. Really, the only option on the table was to go get Darcy Kemper. And I, I was banging this drum last season, all season, saying Colorado should get Kemper. They, they need to come after Kemper. They're not going to win a cup with Grubauer. Well, one year later, here they are. Darcy Kemper's in goal. I think Colorado is a much better team. He's the kind of goalie who can get you that extra win in the playoffs. Maybe win that game three that they lost against Vegas that would have made yeah. all the difference for them. He's there now, but they had to play, pay a very high price. And look, Darcy Kemper wasn't going to re-sign here when his contract expired anyway. He didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. He, he's in win-now mode. So 
in, in that sense, it, it made perfect sense for the Coyotes to move on from Darcy Kemper. But then when you look at the return, wow, what, what a trade for the Coyotes. I know. It's funny. You don't often hear luck and the Arizona Coyotes in the same sentence, but there's been some events where the stars have just aligned for Bill Armstrong where that he's really capitalized on. And, you know, it's a bit of a risky move for Colorado because, like you said, there's only one year left on that deal. So they paid a high price um, for something that might not pan out and then they would have to pay more to resign him. So I guess we'll see how that one pans out. But that's more of a problem for them to figure out and not for us here in Arizona. I got to believe that Kemper, you know, if, I mean, if, if they win the cup or they get to the cup final, I, I have to believe that Darcy Kemper would want to resign with Colorado. I mean, where do you have a better chance of winning than Colorado? There are very few places where you could look and say, Oh, I'll go there instead because that team is ready to win. Now Colorado is as good a team as there is in the NHL. I thought they should have won the cup last year. They, I mean, again, that game three against Vegas, if they don't get that late lead, they're they're sailing on through. Yeah, very true. All right, well, moving on and just staying with the high-profile trades, um, this is a two-in-one. We have Coyotes' former captain, Oliver ekman Larson and Connor Garland were traded to Vancouver for Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, a first-round pick in 2020. Oh, excuse me, 2021. That ended up being the ninth pick in which the Coyotes drafted Dylan Gunther and a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 seventh round pick. Woo, that was a mouthful. It really is. It's like just like one of your reads there. There's so much. Yeah, I know. Woo, but that one was harder than the read itself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this one, I mentioned the other player that probably really stung Coyotes fans. Look, there are a lot of OEL fans here. So I don't want to discount that, but you could, the writing was on the wall with OEL. He hadn't been playing well for a, a couple seasons, probably four seasons. He, he just wasn't the player we had come to see, you know, expect in the past. And it was pretty clear that ownership and management wanted him out. That was a big contract that they felt was really weighing them down and preventing them from doing things. So I, the, the, the greater thing for me with OEL is I didn't think they were going to be able to move that contract. I knew Vancouver was interested last year when, his agent, Kevin Epp, gave them two options, Vancouver and Boston, to swing a trade. Um, I think they came close on a deal, but, you know, they, they never could settle on the particulars there. Well, they, they get to this year, and, and, and sure enough, uh, OEL is headed to Vancouver, where some Swedes have had success in the past. But, you know, in, in order to make that deal happen, they had to send Connor Garland with. And that one, that one really hurts because Connor Garland did everything right in this organization. He worked his butt off remade his game down in Tucson to get to the NHL level, succeeded here, competed, did did literally everything that you could ask on the ice and was, by the way, also one of the best interviews that I've ever, <laughs> ever covered in my entire journalism career. So it really stings to let him go. But then when you look at the hall, that's why they did it. Again, uh, you know, Connor Garland, also a younger player, but you, you can you can say, will he be at his peak when when the Coyotes are ready to compete again? That's that's one facet here. But again, it, it's about the hall and it's about the rebuild. Yeah, I think from a fan perspective, when Connor got everyone, I think at this point expected OEL to move. That was talked about a ton last summer um, and they could see the decline in his game here, at least I'm not saying that he doesn't have the potential to succeed in Vancouver, which I really hope he does because I think he's a great person and a great player, but the reaction when Connor Garland moved, I mean, he Connor Garland is not just a skilled player, but just something about him. um, is just like 
he was kind of the heartbeat of this team. And I think for a lot of fans to see him go, it was like, well, now what? Like, what, what do we invest in? Who are we excited for? Um, at least that's the, the feeling that I felt yeah. being on the fan side of it. Um, but much want, like right? much like Colorado didn't want to give up that extra piece, I'm sure, you know, Bill Armstrong didn't either, but it was just what what was necessary to get this move done. Yeah, to, to move OAL's contract, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah I mean, uh, Connor Garland was so much fun to watch. He's, he's such a unique player. Not only, I mean, a lot of guys have compete level, but the way he skates, the way he pivots in corners just continues to change directions. And, and I've written extensively. He works with a figure skating coach on his edges, and he's always adding a new wrinkle to his game. He did everything in the offseason, too, to continually improve his game. It just, like I said, he did everything you want your players to do starting from the development process and working forward. It's, it's tough to see a guy like that go out the door. You hope that he has a lot of success in Vancouver. Yeah, for sure. And we will talk about more about the players returning on our next show when we talk about new players. So we will move on to um, back to goalies. We traded, mm-hmm. not we, the Coyotes traded Aiden Hill and a 2022 seventh round pick to San Jose for Joseph Coronar, is that how you say his name? No, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, you, we should do a separate pronunciation guide at some point. I think we totally should because I'm. Just, what? what it, how do you say it? Chris? However, we pronounce it, we'll be wrong too. So we, you really need someone to speak in the native tongue. We need to get Redeem Verbata back on the show. So that, yeah, <laughs> that would be a good segment. We should do a segment where we have someone of each country and we can go through the names <laughs> properly. I love that. Right. Well, it's anyway, we received. How, how would you say it? No, they, they got a second round pick back, right? So, yeah, and and a second round pick. But I just yeah, wanted to hear you say the name thing for uh, for Aiden Hill, who look a lot of people were angry about this trade too because they think Aiden Hill is going to be something special down the road. He may be, he may be, but he was a backup goalie in the NHL, and most people that I talk to think that he's a backup goalie in the NHL. The Coyotes got a second round pick for Aiden Hill somehow. I don't know how they did that again. When you look at the return that Bill Armstrong has has garnered for some of these players, it really is amazing to see. I look if, if Aiden Hill goes on to be a star in San Jose, ends up being a starting goalie, then we can look back on it and say, okay, they got taken a little bit there. They should have hung on to Aiden Hill. But again, this is for down the road. They they, they have a, a certain opinion of a player. They think he's a good goalie, but I don't think that they thought that Aiden Hill was one of those players that they absolutely had to hang on to at all costs as a part of their future. And that's a 2022 second round pick, which we've talked about before being an extremely, extremely deep draft. So, I mean, you can make the argument there that that's worth it. I think this one surprised a lot of people only because we knew Ronto was going to leave. Kemper was on the trading block. And when Aiden Hill left, everyone said, wait, who's who's going to be the Coyotes goalie? And, you know, that's a question we're still kind of asking um, here in September, a month out from the season. So more to come on that one. (laughs) If you're going to tank. You might as well go all in. It's a good start to, uh, you know, have your goaltending situation in flux. Just look at how Buffalo managed the 2015 season. Every time a goalie won, they traded him. (laughs) Oh, man. And it's us versus the Coyotes versus Buffalo again. So we'll see how that goes. Speaking of stories coming up. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. And then this one is a bit of a uh, smaller move, but not insignificant. Lane Peterson traded also to San Jose for a 2024 fourth round pick. 
Yeah. Good for Lane for getting an opportunity. Another guy who's worked hard in the minor leagues and, and showed some, you know, he showed some skill and some things when he came up to the Coyotes. So it's nice to see him get an opportunity as well. Again, you know, probably a depth player in the NHL. So you, you, you get what you can for him uh, and you move on again. It's, it's all about the rebuild at this point. For sure. For sure. And, you know, we won't see the payoff of um, a lot of those draft picks until, you know, they're drafted and developed. And, you know, that's something we won't see for years down the road. But something that it could be an instant payoff would be that no-brainer bet that I mentioned before that uh, that you can double your money. Way. Yeah, look at look at me go. I'm I'm right on it. You think I think about these in the shower. Like I literally am laying in bed at night thinking, how am I gonna segue into this? Um, so I'm I'll try and get more creative every show. But um DraftKings Sportsbook, if you sign up now, you can double your money if Arizona or Minnesota Minnesota scores one point during this Sunday's football game. You one really literally one point. One whole point. Either team. Yep. <laughs> um, so why would you not do that? It, DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the cro- promo code PHNX um, to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. So you can do your free bets. You have your uh, bet on that no-brainer. Like, really, you're just spreading the wealth around and something will hit. I was throwing bets randomly a lot didn't hit, but you know what? It was free bets, so no skin off my back for that one. That's <laughs> promo code PHNX for $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only for free bet promotion. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Maximum $50 wager for no-brainer offer. One per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Craig, we're almost done on the departed list. Um, one thing we didn't talk about was the um, Seattle uh, draft, which also took a Coyotes player um Tyler Pitlick was the one to go surprised me a little bit actually and then they flipped him for was it a fourth round pick yeah for Cowboy with logic in that 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 was bizarre (laughs) to me um look a lot of people thought Aiden Hill might be the guy here and and he might have been as a what I was being told is if Aiden Hill was going to be taken by Seattle he was going to be the third goalie taken that that's where they viewed him um but I also thought Christian Fisher might be the pick here so I'm not sure. If, I, I think Fish was pretty relieved, actually, that he didn't have to move to a, a new place, as he put it to me, you know, finish what I started. So he's around Tyler Pitlick. You know, he's had some injury problems over the course of his history that have prevented him from playing a full season. But he's a really versatile forward. He, he can play up and down the lineup. He's physical. He can give you some production. He plays a responsible defensive game, goes to the net. I, I think he can help a team. I, I really liked what he showed here last year. So. You know, I thought after they picked him up, they might hang on to him. So I was a little surprised that they flipped him so quickly, especially for a, you know, for a nominal draft pick. Do you think the Coyotes were relieved that that was the pick or what do you do you have any insight to their thoughts on Seattle's pick? I think once uh, Aiden Hill was gone, you know, and they got something for him, I don't know that they were all that concerned with whatever happened, to be honest, in the expansion draft. It wasn't like they felt they were going to lose a player that, you know, they couldn't replace. Uh, you know, it, it's cool for personally to see Christian Fisher here. He's a Chicago guy. He mm-hmm. won the Shane Doan Good Guy Award this past season. So mm-hmm. let me promote that again. But 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think that it was uh, a major concern for the Coyotes, whoever they were going to lose. They just accepted the fact that this is the process. One player is going to be gone. We'll figure it out. We'll move on. Fair enough. Well, if you are listening to us right now, um, be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Coyotes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, PHNX underscore sports. Um, And we are um, putting out awesome content all over social media on our website, gophnx.com. Sign up for a membership today. Um, And Follow along, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at PHNX underscore sports. And then on Twitter, every beat has their own account. So we are at PHNX Coyotes. Um, Craig's tweeting from there. I'm tweeting from there. PD still figuring the whole Twitter thing out. So we'll just retweet him for now. But um, make sure you follow us along there. And if you become a member as well, be sure to hop in our members Discord. Um, And it's always a good time in there. So... That's all we got, Craig. What do you think? Yeah, I got nothing more to ask other than hopefully PD has actually sorted out his nav app. That's really <laughs> the problem at this point. But hopefully <laughs> the game will be back together on Wednesday, but thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we'll be back together going over the opposite of what we did today. We will be talking about all of the arrivals. So that will be another mouthful for that one because like we said at the beginning, the roster is not the same. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on Wednesday. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.